And Isaiah, if you would, take your Bibles for just a moment, turn to chapter number 6. I don't want to be long this evening, but I do want to draw your attention to a couple of verses because every year we take a theme. The last couple of years we've taken different themes, looking unto Jesus, given, anchored, and we, we've emphasized specific things each and every single year. We're, we're coming up on a, another theme here soon in the month of September, and we have taken the theme anchored for the last year, and before that we had looking unto Jesus and given, and I'm thankful for those themes. The themes are not meant just to be lived out during that year, but I pray it's something that you really reflect on. You say, you know, I don't want to just be given in the year 2022, I want to be given in the year 23, and 2025, and 2027, and as you come to Isaiah chapter number 6, this is a familiar portion of scripture because a couple of years ago we emphasized this one passage of scripture, and I want to call every single one of us tonight to action. Within the Christian life, for everything that the Lord is doing, to every alignment of God's will within our lives, there is one thing He is asking and seeking from us, and that is action. And that is to follow, and not just follow half-heartedly, but to say, Lord, if this is your will, I'm 100% in. I'm buying in, I'm selling out. And the Bible says in Isaiah 6, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I... Here am I, send me. Over the last few weeks, and really this summer, we have seen the Lord doing a great work, and we could even go further back and see that the Lord has been doing a great work, and I want to encourage you tonight that this is a time in which we don't slack off. This is a time in which we don't say, well, it was a good summer, now it's time to take right now. We press forward. We say, Lord, we want you to continue to do that work. We want to take us, uh, we want you to take us to new heights. We want you to help us to go even further and do a greater work for you and reach this area and reach this city and reach this town. As you begin to think about these statements that are found in verse number eight, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. As we were able to go this summer to uh, teen camp, junior camp, uh, about to have a, a conference here and watching the Lord work not only in our young people's lives, but in many other people's lives within our church. And you're watching decisions being made. And the Christian life is just that. The Christian life is uh, every single day there is one decision after another decision after another decision. That is the Christian life. You see, at every single point in our lives, whenever we're beginning to walk with the Lord and beginning to live the Christian life out, we are confronted with a decision to either keep on going, to stop, or to quit. And as you begin to think about this passage of Scripture, you go also to the book of James for this moment, and we call our attention to understand that in verse number 14, the Bible says in James 4, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? There's even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished the way. I've been so encouraged by these young people and listening to the testimonies of how they want the Lord to use their lives. And last week we heard the testimonies of some of our teenagers and talking about the days that they are given. They want to live for the Lord. That stirs me. That, that encourages me and helps me. And I, I begin to think about all that the Lord has done in my own life and all the Lord is doing in each of our lives and in these young people's lives. And I say, oh, there is so much more that God wants to do. That's a hard thing to think about. When you look back in your own life and you say, well, if you, if you would have known me whenever I was back there, you'd say, wow, you've, you've made some progress. That's great. But I pray that in 20 years you look back to now and you say, you've continued to grow. You've continued to move forward. And so as you think about James 4, 14, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? There's even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished the way. I ask you this question, what are you going to do tomorrow? 
What are you going to do the next day? What are you going to do next week? What are you going to do next month? What are you going to do next year? Are you going to be able to look back and say, you know what? I didn't just give myself to certain seasons, but Lord, I laid my life down. I'm yours. Lord, whatever it is, wherever you take me, however you work, Lord, do your will and do whatever you have to do to accomplish your will in my life. You see, those words right there, some of the scariest words you will ever utter if you truly pray that from your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, do whatever you have to do. Because, see, we don't get to choose how the Lord works. And we don't get to choose how the Lord begins to orchestrate His plans and His will to be fulfilled within our lives. And sometimes that means He's going to take us this way. That sometimes means He's going to take us this way. And we don't know and it's unfamiliar and it can be scary. But I tell you this evening that there is a God in heaven that does not make any mistakes. And we are reminded of that all throughout Scripture. And the Bible says in Isaiah 6, 8, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I. Lord, I'm given to you. I'm given to your will. And as you understand this pastor's scripture, there are some things that we have highlighted in times past. I love this. This is a personal moment in the Christian life. And notice these words, here am I. As he emphasizes this, here am I. Here, this is a present moment right here. Right this very moment, you have to make a decision. Are you given to God? Presently, this isn't a decision that you have to make later on. No, this is a decision you have to make right this very moment. Lord, do you have all of me? Because if God doesn't have all of you, if you have not surrendered your entire life to the Lord, then you are holding on thinking that you can control and you can make certain areas and times and seasons of your life seem much better than what God could do with them. Can I share with you? You cannot. Not a single one of us. It's a present moment. Here, right this very moment, Lord, I'm given to you. But then, it's a personal moment. He goes on and says, here am I. And you see those words, am I. This is me. Can I illustrate this for you? Michael, if you would stand for just a moment. Jacob, if you would stand for just a moment. Here am I. I don't know where Jacob is. I don't know where Michael is. Here am I. If I were to, to, to illustrate this as I am confronted with the decision and the, the, the response to the Lord's will and being all in and giving to the Lord, I am saying, Lord, here am I. I am here. This is a personal thing. This is a present thing. I am here. I understand I have to make this decision, but I can't make it for Michael. I can't make it for Jacob. I can't make it for anyone else. You see, every single one of us, right at this very moment, the Lord is saying, yes, it's a present moment, but it's not just a present moment for Pastor Josh Farmer. No, 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 no. It's a present moment for every single one of us right this very moment. Are we given to God? Michael, is he given to God? Jacob, is he given to God? You could go on and every single one of us, this is a powerful moment within our lives that we have to say yes or no to. You guys can be seated. You see, as you walk through Scripture, you see that there are many individuals that we admire. If I were to take a poll right this very moment, we could take a poll on people that we admire in Scripture and we read about and we love their story. We love pastor Scripture that deal with them. And as you go and you study many of their lives, if not all of their lives, there would be one common theme. They understood just how good and gracious and wonderful God was. And they said, Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy. I sell out. I'm all in. I'm given. Isaiah 6, 8, here am I. But notice with me, if you would, this is a pleading moment here. He says, send me. Send me. You ever made this statement, you knew someone was hurting? You knew something was going on. And you wished you could have been there. And the words that you utter are these. If I could have just been there to encourage. If I could just be there, I would. And your heart's desire and you're, you're serious about it. You truly want to be there. Notice these words. Here am I. Send me. 
me. Can I encourage you? When, or let me ask you this question. When was the last time you really begged God to use your life? I'm not just talking about you're, you're sitting there and you're saying, Lord, use me if you're able to. No, he's able to. But are we willing? When was the last time you truly got on your knees or you pleaded with God and begged of God, Lord, please use my life. But here's the, oftentimes the way that we ask these things. We oftentimes will go to the Lord in prayer and we'll say, Lord, use my life, but only use it in these parameters. Lord, I'll go, but I'll only go here. Lord, I'll do this, but only if this is the circumstances. Lord, I'll, I'll be willing to go and do this situation and be a part of this situation if, and we put a lot of ifs on there. Notice right here in these verses, I love this. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. And he said, go. Tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. I love the life of Paul. I love studying the life of Paul. I've been on a, 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 a study for the last couple of months to a year on studying the life of Paul and, and how the Lord has worked in his life. And I love this statement. I've probably preached it half a dozen times. None of these things move me. You see, I'm in a season right this very moment in my own personal life where I'm reminded of all of what God is capable of doing and all of what God is wanting to do. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what all is in front of me or what the Lord's will for every situation of my life is. But every single time that I'm confronted with a decision, do I go or do I stop or do I quit? I want to be able to say none of these things move me. Lord, please use my life. Notice these words, here am I, send me. He goes on, this is a purposeful moment here. Whom shall I send? Who will go? This is a serious thing. There's a purpose behind it. Every single time that you are ministering, it's not to say that you have ministered. There is a reason and there is a purpose for it. Every single time that you are proclaiming the word of God, and preaching the gospel and sharing the gospel or investing in a life, it is not just to say that you have done that. There is some meaning behind it. Because at any given moment, God could change someone's life just like that. And so he understands right here as the question is being posed, whom shall I send and who will go for us? I don't know what you're going to do, but send me. I don't know how it's all going to work, but send me. There's purpose behind it. Think about David for just a moment. David is walking to the battle where Goliath is mocking his God. He looks at his brothers. He looks at those. He says, who's going to fight this giant? None of them is willing to. He looks at him. He says, is there not a cause? Why? Because it was a purposeful moment. There was meaning behind it. He understood that something had to be done. You think about Nehemiah. Nehemiah gets word that the walls have burned down and he begins to weep and he begins to mourn certain days. And now he is presented with the opportunity to go and he understands that this is a purposeful moment. There's meaning behind it. You see, all throughout Scripture, we could go to Daniel, we could go even in the New Testament and look at the life of Peter and Paul as they're going on their journeys. They understood that there was something to it. It wasn't just to do it to fill time. Why do we start a generation and generation youth conference and young adult conference? Why do we have revival meetings? Why do we have missions conferences? Why do we take our young people to camps? Why do we have all of these many things that our church is putting on and getting active in? Because there's meaning behind it. There's a reason for it. You see, I'm thankful that my pastor and, and others, whenever I was in the youth department, said, we're going to drive 10 hours to teen camp. That's where I got saved. Later on, six months later, I remember sitting under the preaching of God's Word, and, and that's whenever in that moment, in that service on a Sunday evening, God dealt with my heart, and I said, I'm done playing this game. 
I'm thankful that as I worked teen camp while I was in Bible college and I worked camp on the camp staff and I understood that it wasn't just for me to say that I interned. There was meaning behind it. I'm thankful that every single time the Lord has led us to do something within this church and He is leading the way that we understand that God, if you're in it, we want to be in it because there's meaning behind it. There's meaning behind it. Notice with me, it's not only a purposeful moment. In that purposeful moment, there's a place and a people and a purpose behind it. But this is a moment that produces. Verse number nine, he said, go and tell this people. Go and tell this people. And look with me in verse number 10. Because in this moment, this decision, all of what is taking place in verse eight, nine and 10, you see the Bible says this, make the heart of this people fat. Make their ears heavy. Shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. To go to James chapter number four, I ask you this one more time for what is your life? You see, tomorrow you're going to make a decision. Your decision is you wake up and you go about your day. You're going to have to make the decision. Am I going to live the Christian life? Lord, am I, am I yielding myself to you? All of me. As those young people were sitting there under the preaching of the Word of God this past week, and that message was being preached on giving your body to the Lord and saying, Lord, all of me is given to you. And he began to talk about how our hands are given to the Lord, and then all of a sudden we're tempted to use our hands in, in a way that would dishonor the Lord. And all of a sudden we are reminded that, oh, Lord, I can't do that. I've given my hands to you. And those young people understood that as they gave their eyes to the Lord and all of a sudden all of the temptations of this world are right before them and they're tempted to look at something they should not look at, that all of a sudden in that moment they can be reminded that, oh, no, I can't do that. I've given my eyes to the Lord. I've given my feet to the Lord. I've given my mind to the Lord. I've given my mouth to the Lord. All of those things. Why? Because there's meaning behind it. Because there's a God in heaven that desires to use every single one of us. And we ask ourselves, well, what is our life? It's a vapor. Tomorrow morning, I'll load up, take three young men who believe the Lord has called them to preach. And the question has to be asked, what's the purpose behind it? Why? Why, why, why surrender to preach? Why, why to surrender to that call? Aren't there others? Uh, aren't there others that can go and preach? Aren't there others that can go and do this? Couldn't you do something else? And the answer is this. Probably so. But it's not my choice. God has called me. You see, I was joking. Miss Kelly and I were joking last night. And a couple of weeks ago, we had a vacation Bible school. And in that vacation Bible school skit of Superhero Academy, the theme or the understanding was these superheroes did not choose the superhero life. The superhero life chose them. We joked about that. I was joking with Miss Kelly about how busy sometimes can be. And I said, listen, this ministry life, I didn't choose this ministry life. This ministry life chose me. The Lord called me. And our flesh wants to stop sometimes, doesn't it? But when you understand that it's greater than us, and greater is He that is in me. Oh, and I understand that, Lord, I just want to surrender and do all that You have for me. And so these are my words that I utter once again. Here am I, send me. Can I ask you this question tonight? Have you truly surrendered your life? I'm not talking about you say, yeah, I've surrendered my life. I remember surrendering my life. Okay. 
You're sitting in a revival meeting. You're sitting in a missions conference. You're sitting in a youth camp. You're sitting in whatever service. You say, I remember surrendering. Well, have you? Have you? Because I know how life is sometimes, and we will try to give something to the Lord, and then after two or three days, when we haven't seen any of the results that we wanted to see, we try to take matters back into our own hands. And the Christian life for many of us is made up of, I surrender my life until I don't get the results that I want, then I'm going to take it back into my own hands. And here's what I want to call you to do tonight if you are. I want to call us all to action, because every single one of us, we have to ask ourselves the question, are we willing to truly say, Lord, here am I. Lord, I'm tired of saying, here am I in this season, and then saying, Lord, I'm unavailable in this season. Lord, I'm tired of saying, here am I in this season, and then saying, Lord, I I don't want to be used in this season. I want to do my own thing. No, Lord, right this very day, I'm saying, Lord, I surrender all. Here am I. Send me. What is your life? It's a vapor. How are you going to let God use it? That's the question every single one of us has to ask.